Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello, this is Catherine Ryan coming to you on Telling Everybody Everything from the Car. I hope that you can hear me sufficiently enough. I am leaving a dentist appointment. And you know, I'm trying to multitask all the time. I have just completed the 2021 leg of my tour, my brand new show, Mrs. I'll be back on the road in 2022. I've written a book. It's called The Audacity. Maybe you're receiving it or giving it for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or as a New Year's turn your fucking life around gift. Uh, a gift to yourself. I don't know. Maybe you're going on holiday and you would like to read about a lot of my sexual and professional exploits on the road in a plane. I don't know. That's when I bought Jessica Simpson's memoir when I was going to Mexico. Um, all right. So I'm trying to get this podcast out when it is due. And I think that the best way to do that is to just sometimes record on set, sometimes record in the car. I went to Starbucks with Violet this morning and I ordered a grande Americano with uh, the nut blend milk, which I cannot recommend enough. It's a bit of a creepy name. Oh, give me your nut milk, nut blend. Like just pick a specific nut, please, or I'm assuming testicle. Uh, But maybe that's, you know, just says more about me than about Starbucks. I order the grande because years ago, some of the young people might not know this, Starbucks made us learn all these terms. They were like venti, tall, grande. And if you didn't use the Starbucks terminology, they would look at you like you were mental. You'd say, can I have a small, can I have a medium? And they would look at you and go, (laughs) are you trying to say grande? Why is medium grande? Grande sounds like the biggest. Tall also sounds quite big, but venti is a word none of us know. And that means large, fine. So this was early 2000s. The Olsen twins were on top of the world, huge sunglasses, carrying around venti, AKA large Starbucks drinks. I learned all the words, right? Starbucks, I went to the trouble of using your branded lingo. That was not easy for me. You know how embarrassed I was a few times going in there saying medium and being met with a bewildered gaze of an underpaid immigrant who would look at me and be like, uh, what? It's a medium. You're man, a grande. Fine. I go into Starbucks with Violet today. I say grande. The girl looks back at me and has hashtag the audacity to say medium. And this has happened more than once. The Starbucks employees don't use the Starbucks language that I took the trouble to learn. No, please. After you. Come on. You're welcome. Um, that pisses me off. That's like a small first world problem, but come on, Starbucks. If I say grande and you work at Starbucks, you know, I mean, grande, don't come back at me. Medium. Do you know what it reminds me of is when I try to speak French in France and they answer me in English. 
I speak French. I might not speak Parisienne French, but I'm trying. Starbucks, I'm trying. I've said grande. Just acknowledge that I'm using your branded language that I took the trouble of learning 20 years ago. But whatever, I guess. I guess what this means is the people have won. Enough dads went into Starbucks and complained about the language. Like, what's the venti? Just give me a large. And Starbucks rolled over and said, you know what? Fuck it, fine. As long as we don't have to pay tax in any country, you can call it what you want. We will use your regular small, medium, large terms. I'm driving back right now, guys, from the dentist on the subject of sugary caffeinated beverages that stain your teeth. I haven't been to the dentist since April. I love the dentist. It's an unpopular opinion, but I think the dentist is the place to be. I love the hygienist. I love the orthodontist. I wear my retainer at night. I floss. I use in dental brushes. I use mouthwash. I use toothpaste. I brush my teeth with an electric toothbrush morning, noon, and night. I'm on television. We get it. But since the birth of Fred, I've been remiss in that uh, routine. I just don't. You know, sometimes I get in late from tour. I'm laying with Fred, you know, pumping, doing whatever, just eating something. I fall asleep with food in my mouth. Or I brush my teeth with good intentions to go to bed, clean, clean uh, gums. But then there'll be some fruit snacks in my side drawer, or I'll bring a cup of tea up and I'll drink that and fall asleep after brushing my teeth. I'm eating at all hours of the night. I'm awake and asleep at all hours of the night. Once again, after you. See how nice I am? You're welcome. And I just don't have the same attention to oral health that I used to. My level of personal care has absolutely fucking plummeted since Fred was born. Plummeted. Am I shaving my legs? No. I definitely always have a shower, but I wasn't wearing my Revitalash eyelash serum to make my eyelashes long. I haven't been flossing. I am lucky if I get a chance to brush my teeth every night before bed without then eating a snack afterwards, you know? I've been really, really bad. Do I go this way? I'm sure I do. I've been bad. So I go into the dentist, uh, the hygienist rather, and I say this. I said, hey, I've been really bad. I've been bad for six months. I cannot wait to see you today. Thank you for squeezing me in. And she goes through this laundry list of questions. Do you smoke? No, I still don't smoke. Do you floss? No. She said, do you use a manual or electric toothbrush? I said, no. She said, do, what, do you use a manual? She repeated the question. I said, no, I don't reliably use either of those things. I just told you, you can skip the questions. I've been fucking up all over the map. I've been doing the bad stuff. I know I'm supposed to floss. If you asked me a year ago, do I floss? The answer would be yes. But right now I'm telling you, don't waste your time and mine with these questions. The answers are all going to be no, 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 no. So fine. So she abandons the questions. Then she takes a look at my mouth. She's like, oh, you see here, you see how this gum's a little bit red. That's because there's plaque around. And I was like, don't just, just understand what I'm saying to you is the negligence that I have rained down upon my oral hygiene is unparalleled. I know that I have plaque. I know that I'm doing the bad stuff. I'm in a big hurry. I mean, maybe that's why I'm annoyed is because I just don't have time for myself. So I wasn't able to luxuriate in her bullshit and sitting at the hygienist chair all afternoon like I normally would love to do. I just wanted in and out, clean my teeth, don't tell me about it. And then at the end, after all this, this woman says to me, why am I in the wrong way? She goes, oh, can I just show you something? And she gets out her little fake teeth 
and her electric toothbrush like they always do and starts to show me a 38-year-old mother of two, educated professional, how to brush my teeth. She says, if you angle the brush, I said, let me stop you there, Roxana. I know how to brush my teeth. In fact, get ready for this. I'm about to blow your mind. Everyone knows how to brush their teeth. And it has bothered me since the inception of visits to the hygienist that you get out these fake teeth and you get out this toothbrush and you teach people what they already know. Why? So you can feel smug about it? Why? Because you think, I think it's, I think it's an exercise in shaming or something. I had to tell her, everyone knows how to do that and people don't do it because they've been drinking or they're just tired or they're lazy or they're in a hurry or they did it but then they got hungry and they ate something else and then they fall asleep like or they're uh, everyone knows how to brush their teeth don't ever show anyone this she just looked at me she was like oh okay I said I haven't done that properly not because I didn't know how not because when I had baby Fred I forgot but because I'm simply too busy to be fucked with it please trust me when I tell you that when I return again in six months if I have not had another baby in that time, then you will see a dramatic difference and I will brush my teeth properly. I will floss them. I will use the mouthwash. I will do everything. I will use the indental brushes. I will wear my retainer at night. Just give me a pass this time. And you know, I think it was cleansing for both of us. I think it's something she needed to hear. I don't know what British people just sit through this lesson on how to brush their teeth every six months like, they, like we're all pretending we don't do it properly because we don't know how. No. It is not a question of ignorance, Roxana. It is a question of fuck budget. Oh, love the hygienist. What a life-changing experience that was. I love her. I loved being there. She did probably a better job than my last hygienist. Uh, I've only met this woman just today, but I mean, God, she's talented. My teeth are so beautiful and clean. Fred, you won't stand between me and flossing ever again. Now I'm going to the nail salon. Um, if you'd like to come stalk me, I go to a place called Glamorous Nails. How many nail salons are called Glamorous Nails? I'm guessing all of them. Uh, but I don't enjoy this kind of stuff anymore. I have to do it for work. Um, I, I've sort of set it out that I'm a glamorous person. You can count on to look. Whoa! What a bomb-ass parking spot. Woo! You can count on me to glam it up. Why? Because I respect you. When I'm on television, I feel that it is a great honor to be invited into your living rooms. And I show my gratitude by dressing up. Don't be at me. Oh, yeah. I'm on the curb again. Why am I so terrible at driving? Hmm. I need a lesson from an hygienist. Catherine, let me show you how to park. I know how. I'm just usually in a rush. All right. Here we go. This is going better this time. Is it? No, I'm on the curb again. What? Um, what? I really am a bad at it. Oh, I don't understand why. Okay. In the end, I will be parked properly. Oh, yeah. It's going better now. Anyway, I have to get my nails done for work. Fred's not with me. Usually he is, but today I'm all alone. Wish me luck. Wish me a good time. You win this round, Satan. Yes, I got a parking ticket. I mean, how was I supposed to know that you had to have a residence permit between 2 and 3 p.m.? How in Google's there was a sign, but I wasn't looking for a sign. 
I was looking for children, you know, other motorists, other cars, curbs. There's a lot to look out for when you're parking in this town. Fuck. Bobby hates wasting money. Um, last night I made a reservation at a infamous sushi restaurant because Violet wanted me to take her there with her friend pre winter wonderland. If you don't know what winter wonderland is, it's a super fun evening in Hyde park. Basically at this point, a super spreader event, even though it's outdoors. It was fun though. Amazing mulled wines, uh, spice ciders. It was great, but we ran away with the day. There was too much going on and we didn't make it to the aforementioned sushi restaurant. And I was charged for a no-show, 200 pounds, guys. And you know what? I'm not even sad because I feel like that's really fair. I never want to waste anybody's time, especially a restaurant and wait staff in the current climate. So whatever. We didn't go. We got charged the thing, and I'm glad to pay it. I'm not glad to pay this parking ticket, but uh, I think what I'll do is I'll go home. When I get to the door, I will stick this parking ticket from my window, I'll put it on Bobby's car and then he'll be none the wiser. He won't check the fine print. He'll see it. He can't get mad at himself. And either way, you know, we have a joint checking account to pay this shit. So yeah, I'm going to try to pawn it off on Bobby. Fingers crossed. He does not listen to the podcast. Back to teeth on the subject of those, my first ever dog, Dolly. Now her name is spelled Dalai, like the Dalai Lama. And for that, it's because we say Dalai Lama in Canada, but in this country, you guys really love pronouncing all the letters. You're like the Dalai Lama. So I started taking her to the vet 12 years ago and vets were like Dalai, Dalai. And I just sat there like, mm-hmm, they'll be calling Dolly soon. Um, so now I have to pronounce her name with an accent. Dolly. What's your dog's name? Dalai. Dolly. I'm trying to say Dolly, Dolly. She has been living with my daughter's biological father throughout this whole pandemic because he needed the companionship and genuinely they love each other. He's her favorite person. She doesn't want to be one of four dogs. She likes the idea of being an only dog. She's kind of a bitch. So he's off for Christmas somewhere and he texts me to be like, will you have Dolly? I said, of course I will. Please drop her off. He comes to drop her off. He's like, ah, her teeth are pretty rotten. What? Well, she's an old dog and she's prone to plaque and dental problems. He has been brushing her teeth, allegedly, with this finger thing. I mean, he needs maybe a lesson from the hygienist. She loves to give those. She'll show you how to brush some teeth. She's just in it for the smug dental lessons. But now I think Dolly's going to actually have to have surgery. I mean, not surgery, but they give dogs a general anesthetic for a scale and polish. You can't just ask a dog, just open your mouth and relax. Let me know if you feel any discomfort. You have to put them to, you know, twilight slumber at the very least, sedatives. And so that's happening on Friday. I was so lucky to get an appointment in like two days time. I just rang them. I was like, you need to please sort out my dog's teeth. And Oh, I just can't, I can't bear it. I hope she's okay in the surgery. She is pretty old and she does have a heart murmur. So they were a little concerned about that. And they're like, well, we're going to have to check her heart, make sure she's fit for surgery. It's kind of risk versus reward actually, because bad teeth are bad for your heart and her heart's a little bit funny, but her teeth are bad. So, I mean, I just wish there was a halfway point, like something we could do that would relax her, but maybe not put her on a doggy ventilator, whatever. Jen, if you're listening, my stylist slash friend, Jen, 
hates anything bad to do with animals. Bad things for people, she's all in, but bad things for animals, Jen doesn't want to hear about it. I'm sure Dolly's going to be fine. They will do a preoperative assessment and Dolly will have lovely clean teeth. They might have to pull a few, unfortunately, but hey, happens to the best of us. Dolly, good luck. Please, if you love dogs, say a little prayer for Dolly before Friday um, at 8.30 a.m. Hopefully that would be for the best. Now, the main body of the podcast, what I wanted to talk about today is just like that, Sex in the City, the reunion series available on Sky or Now TV. This is HBO. Yeah, HBO in this country is Sky and Now TV. Listen to me. There are spoilers now. I'm sure you've seen the spoilers. How can you exist in this world and not know? Turn it off now if you don't want the spoilers. That big dies of a heart attack after having biked his thousandth bike ride on the Peloton. He dies at the end of episode one. It is an absolute fucking shambles. <sighs> Reviews are pointless because everybody likes different things. And what I hate is when a tastemaker slash critic speaks about something with this air of superiority and knowledge like well I didn't like it therefore it's shit some people loads of people might love just like that the sex in the city reunion I don't and that's okay I don't like bread and this whole country likes fucking bread I hated it I hated it from start to finish I hated everything apart from the fashion which was incredibly on point I also like Charlotte's eldest daughter Lily always have always will uh, but everything else, I mean, they, they basically didn't even write a character for Miranda. They just went by Cynthia Nixon's actual life. They're like, oh, she can be an activist now and she could be lost in the whole woke generation and thing. It almost like mocks the wokeness of today, but in a way that's just awkward, not funny. She's saying the wrong thing to a black woman about her hair. Then she's covering for herself. She's talking about white savior. There's a gender chat with a podcast host and Carrie. Carrie doesn't know how to be woke anymore in society. They, uh, they basically just talk about being old all the time. We're old. We're so old. My hair is gray. I'm old. Steve, Miranda's baby's father slash husband now, I guess. He can't hear. I'm old. I can't hear. I'm so old. And then Big dies because he's old. Uh, Charlotte. Now, you know, people want to talk about my face. I'm home, by the way. I wasn't far from home. Uh, the, the amount of filler or the practitioner administering the filler onto Kristen Davis is not my favorite person. Let's pick this up in the house. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
back in the house. That's right, I never criticize someone else's filler because I know how that feels. And I know that sometimes it's not filler. I know sometimes you gain weight or maybe gravity exists on this planet and you just are actually older. But in this case, I mean, look, the good news is most filler, hyaluronic acid is dissolvable. And Kristen Davis is still so beautiful, such a formidable actress. Maybe she did it for the role because Charlotte living on Park Avenue seems like a character who would get filler. And you can see she hasn't gone overboard in the Botox because she was still moving her face. But there's something about the filler around her mouth that uh, doesn't take away from her beauty, but it irks me. And it served as a wake up call because I looked at those women that I have been watching for 20 years and I said to myself, ay ay ay, Catherine, maybe just age a bit naturally. Uh, glad I went to the dentist today. I don't want to point anyone out specifically, but it's really important to have really clean, white, straight teeth. But the filler, man, this is the thing. The other cast members could be getting filler and you don't see it as much. So you go, oh, they look great. They're not getting filler, but they, bad filler is filler that you can see. And I just think from my personal point of view, not trying to throw shade at anybody, I don't like it. So I have sent out a message to Carrie. I was not able to call her today, but I said, Carrie, help us out. You are an esthetician. What is your professional take on the filler in Sex and City Reboot? Here's Carrie. My sister Carrie, not Carrie Bradshaw. The Sex and the City Reboot and After All, or whatever it's called, has just been top conversation here at Clinique de Mode. We really tried to get down and dirty to see exactly what Charlotte has been doing. We've discussed it with two of the top nurses in Clinique de Mode staff. I'm the medical esthetician and the clinical manager and the owner. So between all of us, we've figured out a few things. She is not getting Botox. She has both static and dynamic lines in her forehead and on her crows. So the difference between static lines and dynamic lines are dynamic lines are only there when you're making a movement. Over time, they become static lines. So she definitely still has those lines on her forehead, between her eyebrows and around her eyes, but there's definitely been too much filler. And the filler is being done in the lower part of her face. Now, when we look at the lower part of her face, lips have been done. She had very small lips to begin with. She didn't get too, too much, but you have to look at the lips ability to hold. So it's definitely going a little bit above the border of the lip and that's noticeable. She may have had Botox on her top lip too. Lip too. I don't know if you've had that done before, but it really minimizes movement and she's had some Botox in her DOAs as well. Now, when it comes to the filler, the cheek is not done high enough. It's kind of done in the mid cheek right there, making her nasal labial folds a little more noticeable instead of that upper cheek area where she wants to create a lift. As we age, things go down, we lose collagen, we lose elasticity, gravity takes a toll on it, and things start to go down. We want to bring everything up. So the cheek filler placement should have been higher on the cheekbone. So here's everything we're thinking. One syringe for tear trough filler, two syringes for cheek and mid cheek, one syringe for chin and two syringes for pre-jowl and jawline. It's just a lot. If she's on medication that's making her retain water, then it's going to add to that. And really the type of filler that she did in her cheek really brought everything down instead of up. And what we're really trying to do is bring things up. So 
filler at a certain age should be done on the higher cheekbone in order to lift everything. We can use things like platelet-rich fibrin. We can also use collagen induction treatments that we discussed, um, you know, so we can just build our own collagen naturally, lift and tighten that skin, look like flawless Catherine Ryan skin. But here at Clinique de Mode, we do think that natural looking is better. Ah yes, the classic Catherine Ryan way of natural being better. Be careful if you get filler or Botox or anything else. I always talk about, you know, I'm very transparent about choosing to use that stuff, but you don't want to use it wrong. And again, we we sound awful t- picking someone's face apart, being like, she did it like this, she did it like that. We could be wrong. Carrie has not treated uh, the actress who plays Charlotte in the Sex and the City reboot just like that. But by the way, why even call it just like that? Just like that? No, it's either Sex and the City or it's not. And it is not because the big spoiler of Big Dying episode one, that is, that's not what Sex and the City is. Just punching you in the gut with grief like that that was awful to watch he was gonna wank earlier in the program and that scared me too i'd rather see him die than see him wank but watching that no it was sad and then episode two i also watched beautiful fashion once again but i did not understand why carrie was so stoic the entire episode just holding it together and it's just not what i came to see and maybe you love it and that's great if you love it and i'm sorry to be a bitch but it was no 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 not for me a lot of people are incensed that when Big has the heart attack in the shower, I did warn you about spoilers. She doesn't call the police. She doesn't call an ambulance, rather. She doesn't start chest compressions. She just, like, grabs him and starts making out with him while he's dying. I don't know. I mean, that is a that is a, an artistic choice that they wanted you to believe. All right, she saw his life leave him in his eyes, and it was done. It was a wrap. But, I mean, she just splashed around the shower and ruined some perfectly good shoes and kissed a dead man i didn't like that but the worst thing of all is the treatment and i know the gay community is with me on this one the treatment of samantha jones samantha has big dick energy someone with big dick energy does not hold a grudge over a business deal if carrie indeed fired her as a publicist samantha would have taken that in the chin she's got plenty more clients and she would have moved on but the show's insistence on harping on this issue like well with all this exposition as well like as you know Miranda my best friend I fired Samantha Jones my publicist because the book industry is changing like you would never after a year just blurt that out to your best friend um they keep harping on it where's Samantha oh Samantha sent the flowers oh Samantha's not here Samantha's not texting it's like you could just tell there's some thirst there to get Kim Cattrall back on the show or to just turn the knife that she's not on the show i don't know get over it stop talking about samantha she's not in the show we don't want to hear about her and i'm done with the exposition you know what i'm no i'm not done with watching it bobby we're still going to be watching sex and city right yeah it's great (laughs) i think maybe that's what happens with some of these shows like emily in paris and sex and the city whatever else the writers are like "Mm, you'll watch this regardless 90 Day Fiancé is a great episode of that. There are probably 40 episodes a season, and I watch them all, regardless of their quality, because, I don't know, I guess there's just been a shift. There's still a lot of great TV being made, but I think, for the most part, a lot of us 
just commit to a series and we watch it and we're half on the phone, half recording a podcast, half chatting to people in the room. There's a lot of multi-platform engagement going on. We don't really watch things. We kind of glance up at things. So it's fine. I mean, what was Sex and City going to do? You can't talk the way you used to be able to talk. We learned that with the Duchess. Uh, And some of those like catty puns and remarks that Sex and City was known for, that just won't work in today's day and age. So, you know, I hate a critic and I hate to be a critic, but that's how we feel about it. Thank you, Carrie, for your input on Charlotte's face. I do not mean to be a terrible feminist and criticize Charlotte's face either, but listen, let that filler dissolve. Someone has gone a little heavy on the mouth, smile line, navel, lazial, folds, whatever Carrie called it, nasal labial folds. Go easy on your labia, on your nasal labia, and it will sort itself out. I hope that uh, you're finding something to enjoy with the new restrictions coming out, be it Sex and the City, just like that new series, Succession, or maybe, you know, you're just having a nice Christmas with your family. I did not get into the emails today, though I'm sure there will be much backlash from last week's podcast, because anytime I air any spicy, spicy uh, COVID views, people have got something to say about it. And I'm going to get to those emails next week from Dubai. It's been a busy day. It's a quick little podcast. I just had to come and say hello. Uh, And I will see you next week. If you would like to write me an email, it is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. And I shall get to them very shortly. Bye-bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com